Welcome to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. This is Jason Matters. And on today's episode, we got your Raw ratings, your AEW ratings, your NXT ratings, the results from each of the three shows, plus results from NWA Power, MLW Fusion, uh, a couple of news from the Lucha World, and other such notes as they as it were, and plus other things concerning the incoming Raw versus NWA Power or NWA Revival versus N. I mean, Raw Revival, as it were, plus the contract they set up for Martin Skrull and a lot of other things, which will lead into. Some short comments about where all of this is really headed. But first, let's go into the WWE results. Let's go all the way down to the first match, which was Mojo Raleigh versus a different type of 24-hour champion. No good. Eric Wallen defeated Matt Hardy. The Street Profits have a weekend update. Then Alistair Black defeated local talents. Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre to a no contest due to outside interference by AJ Styles in the OC. Ricochet tries to go up against the bull and just, no. Bobby Lashley had an all right fight with Lana, defeated Rusev and Liv Morgan. Andre and Rey Mysterio, one of the best ladder matches we've seen in a long time. And it could go for days. Andre is a underrated talent now. And you saw it in the match today. And, and, uh, on Monday. Fantastic match. Given the limitations of what the WWE can do. And then it was Becky Lynch versus Kari Zane. She found a way to win against Kari Zane. But... Mm, This is a great build to a match. How is as, how is Becky going to win this match? I don't know. They got no answers. They have no answers. She has no answers. No new moves. No new queen thing. No new blah, 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 yakety smackety. She's out of her element, overmatched, outgunned, no chance in hell. That she's going to beat Azuka. Unless that WWE shenanigans start up. She couldn't beat Rio. She can't, definitely can't beat Azuka. The Viking Raiders, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy 
Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy are the new WWE World Universal Brand Champions. That's the Raw Brand Champions. Viking Raiders held the title for a little long, but they won the 10 and they won the championship for that one. Let's go to AEW Dark, which was last week's Dark. Diamante versus Big Swole. Swole won that match with a Rainmaker setup. Dirty Dancing Ripcord forearm blow to win. Stronghearts versus Jurassic Express in good match here. Stronghearts did lose this match, however, to Jurassic Express. They're on a roll. Now, let's go to NXT. NXT results. Undisputed. Wait, wait, wait. Let's start from the beginning. Keep. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I, I, I'm trying to get this right here. Undisputed Era versus Grizzly Young Veterans. Grizzly Young Veterans defeated Undisputed Era. Eel Shirai versus Tony Storm, but loses to Tony Storm. Uh, well, Eel Shirai defeats Tony Storm by disqualification due to Bianca Belair. Finn Balor versus Joking Wild. Joking Wild loses to Finn Balor by pinfall. Shauna Blazer defeats Josie Blackout via submission. The Broser Waits wins over Imperium by pinfall to advance to the finals of the Dusty Classic. So it will be Broser Waits versus Grizzled Young Veterans. And they will have a chance to face off in the winner of the Dusty Classic. Will face off against, as we have heard earlier, the winners of those two matches will face off against El Luchador versus AJ Kavenix in the upcoming Revolution pay-per-view on Fiber Wrestling World coming on the 29th of Saturday, February 29th. Roger Storm versus Keith Lee, and Keith Lee wins the match, defeats Robert Strong, and is the new North American champion. Well-deserved. Going to AEW Dynamite results. They were on the boat. Let's do the lap track. Let's do, we'll get to the lap tracks in a minute. But first, Hammond Page versus, and Kenny Omega versus SCU. We have a brand new champions. The first ones, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page win by pinfall with Buckshot from Page on Fracking Kazarian to win the Chag Team Championships. Dr. Brick Baker on a boat. Inner Circle, Chris Jericho, Santana, and Lucas Swords versus Marco Stunt on a boat. The Inner Circle win by pinfall by Judas Effect. Joey Janela versus Mother on a boat. He wins by pinfall with double cross on a boat. <laughs> and then enter Cody Rhodes on a boat. Guess what Cody Rhodes did? I can't touch you. But my bros can throw him on the pool on the boat. Wrap up commercial. John Moxley versus Pack with one eye. John Moxley wins by pinfall with Paranine Ship on a boat. <laughs> on a boat. 
stared out on the boat. All right, folks. That was fun, though. Let's go to the other matches that took place on a very extended, extended episode of MLW. Oh, I'm sorry. It was NWA Power. Tasha Steels versus Ronda Rosa. Which Ronda Rosa won that match. NWA qualifying match. Tom Latimer versus Trevor Murdoch. Uh, Trevor Murdoch won the match. No DQ. Allison K versus Marty Bell. Allison K wins the match. Then a Karate Cinema with the Mongrovians and the Question Time and a whole lot of it, which Ricky Stark interfered with. Last Chance Gauntlet match. Ken Anderson won the match. Then the World's Heavyweight Championship between Nick Aldis and Ricky Morton. This match was as good as they could do it for a 63-year-old man who can't do that many suplexes and has gone through 30 years of all the rest of it. Yes, I know that Mr. Morton did a Canadian Destroyer on a younger wrestler. Yes, I know that the guy can still move at 63 years old. But to get the match out of a 63-year-old man who can't go as far as most people think that they can go, this was as good as a match as you can possibly have. However, Nick Aldis won the match. Nick Aldis won the match. This sets up. Their pay-per-view, which will take place on their GPT studios, and will have Raw to uh, people coming into the show, such as um, a damn Matt and a couple of others, such and Villain Enterprises, which now owns the majority stakes in Raw, to have that particular wrestler to come into that particular uh, setup as well. So there's a whole lot of things going down and going on in that side of the game. Now over to the middleweight championship for MLW Fusion from New York. A good matchup between Mountain Reed and L. Linderman. And I have always told you about Milton Reed. Reed is a not a bad wrestler. He noticed that Linderman may have five years on him, but boy, he made Linderman made Reed a tough little competitor. He threw him over the damn ring, knew that his shots were coming. That shield has become a part of him pretty much. Knew that the shields were coming. Knew that he was the toughest nails, but Reed just held on to his own and used a little bit of tricks of his own. Despite the fact that Injustice is a heel team, Milton Reed ain't no joke. I have to give props for him for that for that good matchup. He wins and holds on to the middleweight championship. More lifestyles of the rich and dynastic as the final days of MJF leading the squad comes to a close as he works on trying to figure out how to survive getting thrown off of a boat. It was a New York Street fight between Gino Medina and Savio Vega. And Savio Vega will always use those candlesticks. Please, please, somebody in the video game industry, if we're going to go back into doing wrestling for.
for outside WWE, please get Savio Vega to show how you gonna do those moves and motion capture those moves, how you fight with that candlestick, please, and let it be part of a move set. Cause I absolutely love when Savio Vega uses those candlesticks like that. It can be small damage, but it does enough. Please motion cap that, please, please. Promo time part two, and then the Opera Cup final, which was as good as you can get on a small enough ring. It is was a good match. It was a stalling match, depending, despite how small the ring was and all the rest of it. He's ready to become champion, Davey Boy Smith. He is ready to become your champion. He has the skills to do it. And so, and so on that note, a very surprising week for pro wrestling. And not to be outdone, Roe had his own little things as well as their war between them and NWA Power, which will soon involve MLW and soon involve AEW in the great interpersonal war of 2020 is about to start. The, the, the fuse is lit and the money is there to, for the taking and the right people are in the right places at the right time to pull this one off. All right. Here are the uh, upcoming shows that are coming that I was just mentioning about Hard Times pay-per-view. It will be Nick Golders versus Flip Gordon. Allison K will finally take on Fronda Rosa, and Fronda Rosa will also bring that women's championship from Japan. That's the TEW. That's the Tokyo Joshi um, Princess Championship with her to add to the next one as well. So she will also hold two of the biggest titles in the world right now. Oh, you saying the stardom's not a big title? You are promoting it. Yes, I know, folks, but getting it pride from Japan when they have a 15-year uh, wrestling gap is a big deal. A training gap, if you want to call it that way. Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> And wild cards mm -hmm, will face off against the wild cards. James Storm and Eli Drake. Aaron Stevens will face off against Scott Steiner for the NWA National Championship. And then the NWA title tournament will also be on the line. They will have three of their titles ready for those that it will be an interesting show. And the interpromotional war is about to commence. The fuse has been lit, and everybody will want to know who screwed us from all in to one. That's basically what the storyline is. They screwed us, we want revenge. That's the storyline, folks. So, let's go to the ratings. Before we get to news. Can we get the ratings here? Okay, we have the scorecard for the last show, but not the scorecard for the upcoming show. They had to delay it for a while because of the MLK holiday. So, for the Monday's results, it was Brand Entertainment, number one and number two and number four. 
52, 55.8, 41.2, and a 21, uh, 2,101,000. They have an overall rating of 2.3. It was a much better one, but a little lower than the whole ratings for the uh, wedding day. But at least most people got to see that match between Andrade and and everybody seemed to love it. As you can see, the ratings are millions on the men's side, more on the left, and still doing well on the plus 50 side of the game for Monday Night Raw. Let's go to the other results concerning um, broadcast for cable on the 22nd. As you recall, the AEW was taped. And even despite the tape, it got an eight million. It got an eight hundred thousand seventy-one. Uh, although NXT increased, it still didn't get enough, as it only got a six six hundred uh, seven thousand six hundred seventy-nine thousand. This was pretty much the whole show. And remember, one was live, the other was taped, and the gap is still there. However. A lot of the ratings left because of Zion Williamson coming out and they want to see the big boy play and he got three big shots, but he was in the bench the rest of the game. Now they have to start everything. Zion Williamson's the star now. Let's go to Zion Williamson. Can he really carry his body? It's a whole crazy mess. And so those are the ratings that we saw there. So... Let's get into some interesting news. Interesting news here. Walter wants to face off Brock Lesnar. Randy Orton needed to do, uh, 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 um. There was some injuries to Edo Shirai, Shoji Blackheart, and Joaquin Wilde. Here is some news about the intergendered match that they had at the beach. Are you ready for this? It's not Well, let's talk about this here. They had the intergendered match they had here. They had announced that first bigger did to take place at Dave's cruise. It was only there was a trial for the company as he wants to have more chunk added of their perhaps of the entire division work. So, they will not be moved today, but they had the match, and we're not sure if they're going to show it on Dark, if Tony Khan wants to do it, and all the rest of it, if he was a little scared of some injuries concerning the, between the female wrestlers and whatnot. He's been trying to get him today, even though he's the executive vice president of the company, we're not sure how this match went. We'll see what how it goes. But he has been tagging with Real, the who is the champion, and he is now the world uh, world tag team champion. So we're not sure about all of those particular things, but we'll see what happens there. And there has been some interesting news in the lucha front as Disney is trying to get into the wrestling business in a certain way. And how do I know? Blue Demon Jr., one of the greatest, uh, one of the greatest 
uh, rivals to the legendary Santo, and he diddled in Santo, and his father was a great rival to Del Santo, who was a major star in screen and wrestling. He will play a version of himself in a children's show called a luchador acting comedy pilot being filmed for Disney Channel in the United States, according to Deadline Daily, Deadline TV. The show is called Ultraviolet and Blue Demon. Ultraviolet is Demon's superhero in training niece. The show has not been picked up and is dependent on the casting on who is going to be Ultraviolet. The pilot will be filmed later this year. It will be hard to imagine that the titular star of a Disney show doing body manage and hitting people with hammers. I have no idea the chances will be so that only that many do not. I would expect that the 2009 Blue Demon character will be reverted to its normal technical character or should this show have any plans of getting picked up. Also, Demon may not wrestle that much if he got TV work. There are some groundwork being laid by a technical component back in Jericho Town, as although he remains on the brutal side for the taping on Saturday. So Conan and the boys at boys at AAA are trying to get the girls into this, and this is part of the reason why they're doing this whole thing with the women's division and whatnot. Uh, we got a whole lot of things to discuss about that in the future if it does get picked up, but it does lead into something that I do want to talk about the entertainment industry and a lot of the things about Ricky Gervais said uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, kind of ring true and that's part of the reason why the wrestling business have to, uh, has started to come back partly because of content and partly because now the spaces they're seeing is, is that they're not getting the ratings from the shows they thought they were going to get ratings from. And they saw the male ratings and they said, look, you're going in for three years. This thing is going to increase. The longer it stays, the more men will watch. And if the more men will watch, hey, we win. Everybody wins. And this is what and you're starting to begin to see. This focus more towards this pro wrestling side. That is why Hollywood is desperately trying to sign all these things. That is why they're trying to get Scroll in there. They're trying to get this into promotional war going. Even despite the, some of the falter, faulty moves done by um, NWA Power concerning Cornette and the whole rest of these things. And all these wrestlers that are coming out. Who is building the characters? Who is building all these other things? It's all coming to a head and it is going to be a very interesting time, especially these days when it comes to pro wrestling and how it is seen, especially now, as the entertainment industry is heading towards a possible streaming crash and how wrestling may be inoculated from that particular thing. It is also going to affect YouTube in a way too. So watch out for all of that to come soon. The streaming crash is happening because a lot of the ideas from these is should be on network. A lot of the network things that should this should be on streaming. There's still there's still a candidate. More entertainment, more things. Sure, but it isn't as cheap as one thinks. But it is what it is, folks. Wrestling is going to be inoculated from this. 
and may come out the victors bigger and better than ever, especially because things are happening that on the background that you're not seeing and you're going to start to witness. So, folks, the second segment will have big results from the tournament side of the number one contendership. We already got results for you for that one. That will be coming up in the next segment. Plus, the two matches we are going to air as part of Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays, episode 15, year two, plus the huge match that was also made featuring Scott Steiner and Dustin Rhodes fighting against all the rest of them. That has been rescheduled. We'll tell you why. Well, actually, one of the wrestlers was supposed to be there, but he's not. We'll tell you why it was changed. Plus, all other news from SmackDown's results, the SmackDown ratings, and other news of note, extra news is note as well. And a strange little thing about women's championships and the confusing things that Becky Lynch has been saying. But anyway, we'll be back with the second segment of the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World right after this. The unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel K Sports will return right after these messages. Welcome back to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel Cage Sports. Welcome back to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. This is Jason Matters. We got results and a lot more results coming through. Um, I have to explain a couple of things after the show ends. To explain what is going on with our guys' channel, a whole lot of it. But let's go to the results. Episode 15, year two, um, June 20, July, uh, January 24th. Excuse me. It was a good day for Strictly Business. A very good day. Strictly Business went on a tear. They defeated the elite. Um. Cody, Dustin, and Paige in 18 minutes, 47 seconds with the hush money. Then, Keiju, Jimmy Hader, Dave Presley defeated Dash, Chizako, Lulu, Pencil, and Chirito Hashimoto in 25 minutes, 20, 20, 15 minutes, 25 seconds with the Queen's Landing. Tommaso Clampa. Loses to Timothy Thatcher in 60 minutes, 41 seconds with the cross on breaker. Nick Aldis in the main event defeats Minero Suzuki in 20 minutes, 31 seconds with the Kings Culver Leap to win the match and go into the next round where he is going to face a very game. Undefeated in league play, Evil. Not one for the faint of heart, and that is scheduled for Thursday. 
and we will have coverage of it just in case something of it happens you'll see it on our guys channel just to let you guys know we have a couple of other shows that took place on Friday one of them being a pay-per-view and it was in the hard times Trevor Murdoch in the first round of the television title versus Trevor Murdoch he finally defeats question mark a bracket buster he defeats question marks and advances into the tournament. Ziggy Dice versus Dan Math. Dan Math wins by pinfall and advances into the tournament. Matt Cross versus Ricky Starts. Ricky Starts wins by pinfall and advances into the tournament. Then the Wild Card versus Eli Drake James Storm versus Rock and Roll Express for the NWA Championship. It turns out to be that Jake Storm, James Storm, and Eli Drake win by pinfall and all the new. Tag Team Champions for the NWA. Allison K versus Thunder Rosa in a extremely close match for the NWA Women's Title. Thunder Rosa becomes the NWA World Women's Champion. Holds the Princess title for Tokyo Joshi. She now has two titles on her hand on her shoulders. She is extremely dangerous heading into future matches and it is going to go down quickly. Golly introduces Marty Skrull. Dan Man versus Trevor Murdoch in the television tournament finals. Trevor Murdoch wins by pinfall and advances into the finals. Another upset. Tim Storm versus Ricky Starks for the television tournament final. Ricky Starks wins the match. Aaron Stevens versus Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner wins by disqualification. Flip Gordon versus Nick Aldis for the NWA World Championship. Another extremely close match, but Nick Aldis wins the match by pinfall and retains the World Championship for their NWA Revival World Championship. Trevor Murdoch, Ricky Starks for the NWA television title. Ricky Starks wins the championship, and it is the new television champion, or the YouTube champion, as it were, for the NWA television championship, as it were. Three title changes all throughout the day, and it is going to be very interesting how it will go down. In SmackDown, the Usos and Roman Reigns versus King Corbin, Robert Roode, and Dolph Ziggler. The winner, the Usos and Roman Reigns. Then Bailey and the rest of them fight. Carmella and Dana Brooke declared themselves for the Women's Royal Rumble. And it just continues from there. And then Braun Strowman and Eli do interrupted. 
And then a match between Stone with Elias and Jinsei Nakamura and Cesaro. Good match here. Elias with the victory over Cesaro. The Miz and John Morrison had it out. Kofi Kingston and John Morrison had a good match. Morrison wins, pin both. Both it pins uh, Kofi Kingston. Sheamus called out Shorty G. The Fiend Bray Wyatt signs the world uh, uh the world world uh contract in blood he's mad he, he's a madman and that match is going to be very interesting and very new in the concept of all these other things as well let's look at the ratings for Hold on one second, folks. I'm ab I'm about to get it out. Let's look at ratings for SmackDown. SmackDown ratings: 0.4 in adults 18 to 34, 0.7 18 to 49. Adults 0.9 even, a three, a five, and a three, and a two in adults 50 plus. First hour was 25, 2.5 million. Second hour was 2.3 million. Closer to 2.4 overall for that day. So, that being said, we have some news to talk about. There were strong ticket sales for the AEW Dynamite Metro New York Metro Media uh, Metro area, area debut. They're gonna do the rounds on on the television shows. Um, unfortunate news to uh, note: Justice Payne, Chris Wilson. It was a part of the CZW early days, the first 150 episodes of the prop of the franchise when it aired on independent television and other places as well. He passed away in the age of 41. We here at Rebel K Sports uh, wish to send condolences to his family and friends and all of those that have worked with him. Um... Let's see here. Um, Crockett Cock has been announced for April 2020 pay-per-view. We don't know which date, but I think it will be right after WrestleMania 36. Um, other news of that nature concerning that... Um, uh, there were some health issues concerning with Noelle Foley. She's still dealing with those concussion issues after five months. She has been going through a lot of injuries. Uh, she had some interesting uh, moments that she was going to go through. Velvet Sky also going with some, uh, dealing with some health issues. And they're hoping that things will be uh, uh, better. They was wish them the best these days. Um... I have some announcements concerning the episodes that we recently did. There were some bad quality episodes that were uploaded or shown when they were shown live on our guys' channel. And we are decide and our Revocate Sports has given the go-ahead to try and fix most of those data. So there will be re-premieres of the Bash in the Beach, 
uh, um, a super card and episode 15 and 14 of Fire Pro Wrestling World Friday season two, year two. They will be uploaded hopefully by later on this week. And hopefully we will be able to get that finished off. Now that we are going back on a normal schedule and everything is now going on a faster and faster pace, we hope that things will get into a better keel and all the rest of these things as well. Uh, one little interesting comment before we leave today and tell you about the upcoming shows that are coming soon. Um, an interesting thing we saw clips from a show called Terrace House, which hasn't yet aired the English version on Netflix because I believe the Netflix is having some issues concerning with how they're going to handle these particular things concerning um, the way Netflix handles this, that, and the other, and the whole lot of it. Um, they made a statement um, that it's hard for these younger wrestlers to get on dates because when guys want to know what they do, they come up and they said, oh, I've worked in entertainment. And so there's an embarrassment of being pro wrestlers, even though we just had a dude have people come from all over the world saying goodbye to him. That's Justin Dunderlager. We had standing, we had a two day show that was heavily promoted by one of the biggest corporations in all of the country in Japan. That's Bushy Road Entertainment, which is connected to an animated series, which is, you know, not as good as you think it is because it's done in CGI. Bang Dream. And they own Stardom. And they own MPW. And they're making inroads in the States. And yet, the girls here are saying, um, well, you know, it's hard to get dates. It's really hard to get dates. It's really hard to find someone outside the ring to love you for what you are because you're, you're dressed in skimpy clothes, you're out there in the magazines doing it, or I'm a fashion model, this and the other thing. They didn't want to say, oh, you a pro wrestler, oh, you do dance work. One of the things stardom is setting up and in some ways people need to understand the way it is done is there is a certain level I don't want to say disrespect and I don't want to say Disappointment, or I don't want to say carny culture, clown culture, this, that, or the other thing. And I don't want to say, oh, this, that, and that, what the hell have you. But there is a certain level of, like, you know, those are them, you know. It's connected to you know who and you know what. It was fine when it was growing up and 
we were going through the, the occupation and all the rest of these things and whatnot. But, you know, now it's lost a lot of its luster. A lot of the people have passed away. A lot of the Gaijins that we used to fall pass away. Some of the there are now stars. They're not married. They're hard to deal with. I heard rumors about them, you know, doing those little things that, you know, are still really not really accepted over there and whatnot. They get too close. I heard about the controversy with certain things happening in the ring. They don't respect it anymore. They don't put the rice. They don't put the streamers. They don't have people out there doing the whole spiritual thing when before the ring comes in and whatnot. And like, you know, it, it, it's like, it's in bad taste, especially in the women's side. You know, you get all these creepy guys and whatnot and all the rest of these things. So, you know, we don't, we know it's there. We know the NPW guys are like, yeah, they cool, what have you. It was a nice thing to see. But, you know, it's hard to get over things. And one of the things Stardom saw and one of the things they're trying to do is that, especially in this time, they're trying to bring those things as affluential. But the problem is, in this particular age, it's loaded with a lot of problems. And one of the things people need to recognize is, is when it's loaded with a lot of problems, you're going to have a lot of issues concerning these particular things. So one of the things that people need to recognize and realize is that they have to, in a way, not so much humanize, but not so much to empathize, but to look at it as a new generation of what they had with all Japan women's. And that type of generation that came around with those high school girls and whatnot, you have to give them some sort of way and make it as some sort of connection there. I think one of the major things that is going to happen and what you're going to see is that in the NJW side, they're going to go work more with Dragon's Gate to try and help stardom in their side in Japan. And one of the things that Terrence House and the rest of them did, they really want to try and make them more relatable to the Japanese women, especially younger women and all the rest of it. That's why you see a lot of them, especially with Guida with her new group, Dombella, Dombell, Women of the World, is that even though Japan, is, the world, Japan is going to open the doors, we shouldn't forget their culture, but there's other people who have aspects of your culture, both in a blood sense, both with family ties, because the biggest stars that there are half Japanese and cultural wise, soft power wise with anime and manga and pro wrestling in one sense and 
the whole sports side of the thing and MMA and the whole lot of it, the way they see uh, samurai culture and the rest of these things and the whole lot of it. So there is a humanization process that has to come through and a acceptance of who they are and what they are and acceptance in things in human beings. One of the things that you're also going to see, especially in America, especially when AEW is concerned, because they're not going anywhere for a very long time based on their successes. And one of the things you're going to see is that they are going to start trying to pry the door open into making them international superstars. You begin to see with the way that Kenny and Rio are working together and what they're trying to do with Rio. Rio is so freaking over. And when I mean over, I mean, let's put it in this certain sense. Rio is their champion. Okay, let's put it this sense. If Rio stayed there the full four years and they are able to get a deal with stardom, Rio and Hannah Kimura would be will be fighting for rivalry, but Hannah Kimura will be more popular than Rio, but Rio will still be over. Because Rio has a certain amount, has an it fact, has a cuteness it factor, while Hannah Kimura has a sexiness factor, it factor. You're beginning to sense what I say here. If they're able to stay together, Rio will become the star, and she will be, and she will one day own the red belt. That's the, the setup that Kenny is doing. Kenny is trying to get all these girls there to make sure this thing is staying to respectable. I can see what it's saying. But in a way, in a way, Brandy Rhodes with the Nightmare Collective is trying to mephistize or Russofy. I mean this in a good way, not to dismiss Russo. To russify the thing and to get people in casual people in America to see these particular stars in that particular way. To see them in a light that people will be enhanced to and to look forward to. But they have to make a decision on which one they have to choose. They could choose Tokyo Joshi or they can choose Stardom. They're heading towards Stardom side. Because they know that Hannah Kamura is here. Guida is Julia. Julia is here. And they fit more AEW's way of looking at things, especially Bay Presley and all the rest of them. They want to promote them as stars and future champions of their division. And another thing you have to understand as well, they're going to have three belts. And they have a mid-card title. And they will have a mid-card title very soon. 
and they will have a six-man tag very soon, and they will have a women's title and a women's tag team championship. After that, after that, they don't want to promote any more anybody else. They're going to have to come through us. They're going to become the second-time big dogs, WCW. You make them big in America and bring around the world, they become stars in Japan without losing their, what they call their uniqueness. And then make them relatable enough that they're not being looked and leered at by perverts because they're always going to be there and understand. They have to understand that they're always going to be there and that and there, and there are ways to handle it without going about saying we hate all men and all the rest of these things. Yes, there's times that you got to put your foot down and say this, that is wrong, all these other things. Back off. But you want to reach to a point where they're more like Farrah Fawcett. They're more like Christy Brinkley in the future. They're more like the um, the models of the America that used to run, run Japan, run all the fashion world back in the late 80s, mid, in, mid to late 80s. You want to have them to be on that stage, not on the other stages, because what we're now hearing, especially with Tessa Blanchard, that with Wow and all the rest of these things, is that she started a book Wow and Wow never got off the ground. And with the WWE, one of them, even though they're idiot proof and they're foolproof, as many people have said, one of the things that hurts them. Especially with the comment that Bay, uh, uh, um, Becky Lynch said, stated, and the way they changed the title and all the rest of these things, is that okay? You changed the title, this, that, the other thing. There was a comment made on Twitter that saying, "Okay, you still do this, but every every other girl is still doing catering," which was a fascinating comment. Someone made on Twitter. It's going to be the same five girls on top of the division. It's going to be the same five team, same five girls on top of the division for the next 10 something years. Maybe longer. And then you're going to, and maybe add a Bianca Belair run and maybe add a Rhea Ripley run, and a Tony Storm run to go with it, but the same five or six girls are going to be on top of the division and at top of the tag team division for a very long time. But all the other girls ain't going to get the shot, and you're not telling interesting stories with those girls. Maybe um, Liv Morgan all the rest of it, and you're seeing it in the ratings with NXT. They fighting... For a title that now has no specific understanding on who the title is. So anybody could fight for this title and all the rest of it. 
It's a madness, folks. But one of the, and, and, and it hurts stardom, and it hurts Tokyo Josie, and it hurts all these, and it even hurts Oz Academy in certain ways. But it takes smart people to see through all of this and push through. And one of the smart decisions that Bushiroad needs to make is to get their names out there. The next step is to showcase that they're not just for men. And men may leer and all the rest of these things. But they're aspirational too. In certain ways. Outside of their characterizations. In the league. And they need to be successes in America too. And Anna Kimura is going to be one of those biggest it. Stardom is coming with it. Like it or they don't. You either work with them or you work against them. WWE could have said, uh, had the power and said, oh, Stardom, uh, you going to be on my, uh, there. you made uh, Hannah and all the rest, uh, you made uh, um, Azuka and all the rest of them, you a who, you're a superstar and all the rest of these things. He didn't take the bait. He gave it to, bang, bang, uh, he gave it to um, Kishi Road. Bushy Road, now watch it rise. You can either take it and work with them, open that forbidden door, young bucks, or you can work against them and the women's division that y'all need, whether they like it or they don't, because I don't see the big guys coming around. At this particular moment, have to be made stars. It's going to be difficult to find a star there. Very difficult. It's Satellander notwithstanding. It's Cheetah notwithstanding. It's going to be very difficult to make stars out of the, a lot of them. Because they come from Shoji Hart's and Priscilla Kelly's side. And those two were stars, but only in a certain mindset and idea set. It's not going to fly too long. You saw how big Rio is. Imagine Hannah Komura. Imagine her and Huidia. Imagine those two. How about Hashubashita? Imagine you, Tommy. Be careful, folks. That's all I got to say. Next week, we have an all-new episode of the unofficial radio show of Fire Pro Wrestling World. We continue with these big matches as main event of next week's episode will be Daski Sakimoto versus Toromo Ishii in the quarterfinals and more on the other parts of the semifinals as well. Two will be done on Thursday and two will be done on Friday. Hopefully, it may be Nick Aldis versus 
uh, evil on the first one and the, um, the other one there. And then we'll have an announcement on the other ones as well. On the other matches on that day as well. Thank you for listening. We have a long day ahead of us. It's not over. But thank you for listening. We will see you guys next week on an all-new episode of Fire Pro Wrestling World, the unofficial radio show. This is Jason Manners from Revel K Sports. Our, radio, our, our internet site will be up very soon. We are on Retro K Sports on Instagram, Retro K Sports on Twitter. We're on Spotify every weekend. Thank you for listening. We will see you guys next week. Take care of yourselves and each other. Take care. We'll see you guys soon. When you look for champions, you always look to Rebel Kids Sports.